welcome in. It is Jobbing Out, episode number 32, Glenn Clark, alongside Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and now... I was going to say, is that, he's the, a big is that superstar. the only introduction you're going to... I think we need to restart this. Oh, Lord. You, no, 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 Stop no. it. No, no, no. You, I need some superlatives Stop here. it. No, 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 no. Uh, you, you, you wouldn't... Yeah, I don't go, think you understand. Uh, you, are, you are talking to a big deal here. Am I? Yes. Am I? Yes. Who, yeah. between us, who was on Raw this week? Well, I wasn't. You were. I barely watched. <laughs> who was on Raw this no, week? No, I, well, you, your words were on Raw. My name, your name was, was on not Raw. Just, not just on Raw, but highlighted. Uh, the, yeah, the you're supposed to be, quotes, a, you know, you're supposed to be quotes. a journalist, right? What, pff, yeah, journal, you know you're supposed could, to be a journalist. Yes, but that was before I became a huge star. <laughs> <laughs> you're a journalist until you can become a star. That's I, how it I always I didn't works. realize that was what Oh, come happened. on. Come on. Look at Pardon the Interruption. Tony Kornheiser was yeah, a journalist. Right. He then was, he became a big a star. Point. That's a good you point. Know, that is me. Oh, that is me. God. So if you're not familiar, real quick, because Aaron wrote about uh, the women's match, the Iron Man match at NXT last week between Sasha Banks and Bailey. And what was the line they pulled out of there? It was, uh, it's history, folks, appreciate it, or yeah, something, something like, like that. Yeah, something like that. And uh, they did this package for a match that involved ne- neither Sasha Banks nor Bailey, which yes. is just, we'll get to that another time. But they did a package about the Iron Man match, and they pulled out these four quotes from different writers. One was from SB Nation, one was from like the Miami Herald or something. Yep. And one of them was from our own Aaron Oster. Who the highlighted quote. I'm pretty sure they actually highlighted all of them. I don't know. The, when they tweeted it I know, out, you it was just, Yeah, that's all you were paying attention to. <laughs> when they tweeted it out, it just had the one highlight. Yeah, you're so. very, I know you were very excited about that. Yes. Um, but yes, Aaron's uh, thoughts on the match were mentioned on Raw on Monday night, and I knew then that he was going to be insufferable about it. I mean, I thought and about coming sure in. Sure enough, he full. has lived up to it. I mean, I, I thought about coming in in the full, you know, the sunglasses, the scarf, uh-huh. the, the full uh-huh. gear. I decided... Yeah. Because I didn't want to put myself too far above you. How about you pay for dinner? How about that? <laughs> and they didn't pay me for that. Oh, <laughs> so maybe you're not the main big superstar that you're making yourself out to be. Well, they don't pay half of their superstars well anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, it, so you too. know what? It, I, I, I fit right in there. Oh, God. All right. Uh, it is jobbing out. we got a lot to do this week. Huge guest. Road Warrior Animal is going to join us. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, yeah. He's coming to uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling this weekend. And we're going to talk to uh, Animal about... Uh, those appearances, as well as his son in the NFL, his thoughts. Uh, I'm talking about the tag division in general. Um, stuff like that we'll yep. talk about with the uh, Road Warrior Animal a little bit later on in the show. Uh, of course, we'll do all the regular stuff that we usually do on the show. It's all brought to you by our friends at WrestleCrate. And you guys starting to get your WrestleCrates for this month. I'm watching you open them. You're doing the uh, unboxing and you're putting them up on YouTube, you're putting them up on Periscope. If you don't know what WrestleCrate's all about, if this is the first time you tuned into the show, it's just an awesome, awesome um, – the best way I could describe it is it's, it's a gift pack. It's like a, um, a care package that you get every month, shows up right in your doorstep of pro wrestling goodies, the type of stuff you'd want, fat heads – um, DVDs, autographed memorabilia, T-shirts from Pro Wrestling Tees and Barbershop Window. That type of stuff is all boxed up waiting for you to open up, smile, and say, I am very thankful that I received this. And you can get it all starting at just $15 a month and even less. You can take 10% off your WrestleCrate subscription just by using our code J-O-SENTME. J-O-SENTME. 
as in jobbing out. J.O. sent me. You take 10% off your monthly subscription to WrestleCrate. We love WrestleCrate. We know you will as well. We appreciate them making this show happen for us each and every week. Aaron, we led today with uh, Lana's music to open up because something really weird happened on Raw that we want to talk about um, in our first segment. And it's sort of trying to figure out exactly where the WWE is going with this. Right. Which is that, and I'm sure you know by now, over the weekend it became apparent that Lana and Rusev in real life had gotten engaged. Good for them. TMZ reported it. Mm -hmm. I don't know where they got the picture. That's the only part that I haven't figured out. Like, who knows? Like, and and that's why I think I wonder if there are other levels to this. Like, if, if this is a planted story. Yeah. Like, if WWE purposely was. Like, and we, and we we know TMZ and WWE have worked together in the past, so it, it's possible. Uh, Darren Young came out to yes. TMZ yes. Uh, a few years back. It just so happened to be in the build up to SummerSlam. Real weird how that just worked out. That it was like SummerSlam weekend when Darren Young just happened to be caught up to. By a TV camera or a TMZ camera in the airport in L.A. So, yep. so weird how that Odd. worked out. Um, uh, so, yeah, we don't know where they came up with the picture, but it became apparent over the weekend that uh, recently Lana and Rusev in real life became engaged. Okay, good. They, they've been together for a while. They live together in Nashville. This isn't shocking. Very, um, very happy for two people to find love. Yes, yes. It's a bit awkward because, obviously, you guys know that Lana and Rusev on camera broke up not too long ago, and Rusev became uh, involved with Summer Rae. In fact, just a week ago, there Summer was an Summer proposed, <laughs> yes. Right, where Summer proposed. So there's a lot of ways you can go with this. And, and look, everybody knows all the stuff that we just said. So the, the question now becomes, what do you do? Right. And I think that's been the interesting part for us to try to figure out what did, what the WWE did is they used it to blow off the entire uh, storyline. Blow off the storyline and basically contradict everything that they've done for the past two months. Which, with is, two, which is really effing weird and it, uncomfortable a, and, and yeah. all sorts of things. Like, I, I'm going to put this out there, you know. The fact that this end, the, the storyline ended, assuming that it did indeed end and we're not going to, to go somewhere weird with we it. We ain't like, complaining about that. Yeah, that part's fine. It, it's the way they did it and it's the reason they did it that, at least to me, I, I think causes problems and it really sets a bad precedent. Like, over the past few years, you know, you, you can point to CM Punk starting it, but really even before CM Punk, he, he kind of bust down the wall on on the breaking the fourth wall, but before that, you know, you had DX when they reunited. Um, I believe David Shoemaker wrote about it as the worked shoot era. Yeah, they, they, they call it the reality era. Yeah, as you know, Triple H coined it that uh, probably about a year and a half ago now. Um, it's which is fine. You know, you kind of winks and nods, but they've been having a hard time balancing the fact that. They want to incorporate reality while at the same time also having characters. These guys are very much characters. You know, Rusev is not his real name. Lana is not her real what? name. What? Crazy, right? What? I know. It's shocking. What? So it's these characters, yet they're incorporating their real lives when they didn't need to. Right. That, that's the thing. These are characters. We are fully, we, we understand Rusev probably doesn't hate America. I mean, we don't know for sure that he you doesn't. sure? No, I'm not sure. He's kind of be angry if he doesn't. We assume he doesn't completely hate America. All right. We we assume Lana doesn't completely hate America. Well, I guess now she likes America, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, these are characters. These are storylines. We fully accepted this. 
Well, who hates America then? I don't even understand. I nobody. It's ridiculous. It, it's ISIS. ISIS hates America. Well, yeah, but I don't get to see them on my wrestling show on Monday. I night. understand that. Damn it! But here's the if you're Sergeant Slaughter still hates America, right? No, come on. He turned back with uh, oh, back right. in '91. Though, though on the new video game, apparently they're going to be doing stuff with it because General Adnan and stuff are That's part weird. Are, are like part <laughs> of a little the, weird. the unlockable characters. So what about what about the uh, the un-Americans? Do they still hate America? Yes, they okay, they've good. always hated. Right, Lance Storm has always thank hated America. God. But um, you know why do they feel the need to to bring this in? They yeah, could have just they they didn't need to acknowledge it at all. Yeah, correct. In, in the past, you know, they've done storylines that have contradicted what people think and what people do. There was really no reason at all for them to acknowledge it. It's a fact. Look, I, it's it, what makes it all of this is weird. If they knew that Lana and Rusev had gotten engaged, or there was a plan to get engaged, you know, if, presumably this didn't. Presumably, some, nobody in the WWE knew about this until you know Sunday or whenever it came out over this weekend. I'm assuming that somebody knew beforehand. Well, apparently they didn't. There, there's been a report that McMahon knew about, like people knew about it, and McMahon's just upset that it came out. So they were just they were planning on rolling with it until it came out. The fact that it came out should have nothing to do with I, any storylines. I story agree lines. with what you're saying, but I would make the argument that. Because they flirted with it enough to this point, it is awkward to completely ignore it. That this is one of the issues WWE Why? has in the reality era. That they've referred to enough of what's happening in real life that it does sort of make it uncomfortable sometimes to ignore these things. Now, it doesn't mean that... Like right now, they're referring openly to the relationships that the stars of Total Divas are right. Right. If you're going to do that, it then makes it uncomfortable to not refer Correct. to the relationships that other performers are in or to try to pretend like they don't exist. So it, it's a fine line that you're walking if you choose to do it, and they're choosing to do it to some extent. They're not completely creating two separate worlds. They're inviting one world into another. They are right. referencing you know, Tyson and Natty. They're referencing... Uh, John Cena, and to a lesser extent, John Cena and Nikki Bella, they're referencing, they, they do not pretend like those things aren't there. But I'm, I guess the question is, if that's the case, and, and they're like, okay, relationships we like, we want to incorporate that, why did you ever have them break up in the first place? I, that, that would be... Like, the, that, that's the thing. Right, Either correct. do it or don't do it. That, to me, would be the bigger... If all of a sudden the TM... This this isn't a secret that they were in a relationship. I know that there were some people who didn't quite know that they were together, but I think the vast majority of people who would have seen that TMZ story already and, and who knew who Rusev and Lana were, you know, knew that they were together. That, you know, that this wasn't Correct. a secret. They, they were on Instagram together constantly, even when they were, you know, storyline separated. Um, this hasn't been an open secret. So what's the difference now that TMZ reports this and all of a sudden we're like, okay, you know what? We're, we're totally we're retconning the past two months and just we're, we're going to ignore that it ever happened and I guess Rusev and Lana are going to be together the, when they come is, back I, and, and what are you doing with Lana? Lana was going to be the great I, I, face. I know I don't know I don't know have the answer to those things because I, I, there's two different things that we're talking about here. One, you're talking about that specific situation. I'm talking bigger picture, right? And, and which bigger. is what the WWE does entirely with this and and social media plays a big part in that, right? It's a huge problem when you're trying to use social media for some things related to storylines, and then you're trying to use social media for other things where you're letting them use their WWE social media accounts to share things about their life. Yeah. 
And that's a that's a really fine line to walk where you might have to go to all your superstars and say, if you want to have a personal social media account, that's fine. But you can't be allowing fans on there. You can't right. be doing – we're going to – you professionally will use, you know, at Lana WWE. Right. And that's only for professional stuff. That's only for stuff that ha- helps with storylines. Mm-hmm. It's not for pictures of you and Rusev going out and playing with your dog. They really have to figure out exactly right. what they want to do with all this. And I don't think there's an easy answer one there, way or the not, other. Especially, you know, it's not, as you said, it's not just this Lana situation. It, it, it's kind of perba- pervasive threat. You know, they do the, the, the make-a-wish thing and they show, you know, big heels interacting with the kids and being happy and, and stuff like that. It's, it's a tough situation for them. It, it, and you know it is a hard one. I think the to me when it when it crosses the line a little bit, like you can talk about the the make a wish stuff, the bullying stuff, and you know should heels be doing that? Should they be showing that on Raw? And I think there's a debate there. But when you're having real life, really direct storylines, and presumably like presumably right. even though we didn't like the storyline, presumably they were going somewhere with it. Presumably they had an idea. I mean, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm saying I'll, presu- let, I'll let you say that. <laughs> there's a presumably in there, but they had a plan for it, and maybe it was you know to make Lana a face, and now they can't do it because they've decided to acknowledge this. Right. It, it's so horrendously awkward the way they did it. The decision that was made, and I, I just want to know why, and and what they're doing, and what their plan is. Like, are they planning from now on, if a relationship gets out, that they have to pair those two together on screen? Like, are are we going to see Dean and Renee start like openly flirting with each other, or like? It, well, okay, there's a couple more questions. Is there anything wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong with it. No, you know what? I think there is something okay. wrong with it. I think that anytime. Because then you're basically saying that, you know, let's say, I don't know, uh, who's, who's, anytime you're letting real life impact a storyline, and especially like, let's say, uh, Seth Rollins started dating, I don't know, just, uh, see, I can't say a top face yeah, team, right. there are no yeah. top face teams, but hypothetically, let's uh, say, Charlotte, right. Yeah, let, let's say Seth Rollins started dating Charlotte. Are you going to force one of them to turn because they're together? <laughs> oh, I hope not. Like that, that's and that's the right, problem. That's right. a pre- bad precedent they're setting here. Uh, it is. It is. A, I, I hear what you're saying, and it's it's tough. It's tough because I know why they see the advantage of recognizing this type of stuff. If something happens on TMZ that involves WWE, they want people to care. Yeah, because they like the mainstream coverage. Exactly. And we're right. going to get to that a little later in the show. They, even more mainstream they, coverage. No doubt. They've uh, partnered with ESPN further. Um, but I think everyone acknowledges that this is a storyline and character. So even as we are in court, as even if we're breaking you're down asking, the fourth there wall is something, a little bit. There is something different here, which is that you're asking to separate um, the storyline from. Well, no, more intelligent uh, uh, WWE fans from the Dullards, right? Like the, Now, here's the question. Are the Dullards aware of the TMZ reports? I, and that's, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't. Like, what's, what's the real overlap there? I don't, I don't have that answer. And I think that's one of the things that they're struggling with. And I don't think it's a perfect science. And I guess that's what no. I'm going to come back to with this Rusev-Lana thing, which is I, I don't think it has to necessarily be one way or the other. I think that, that most, of the, most of what happens here is, okay, it's on TMZ. It's sort of out there. It doesn't look great because it's on the heels of us doing right. this proposal and, with and, Summer And I guess, I guess here's, here's the main problem. My main problem is how they – if they did something where 
you know, they, they started to reverse course and, you know, a few weeks from now, you, you have Lana come back out to join him or whatever. I think that's okay. Like we've had that happen in the past. Someone gets suspended and they don't just have him disappear. They have him come out, take a beating and it's written out in storyline while also acknowledging on WWE.com that he's been suspended for, right. for, you know, that sort of thing. If they had done that here, that's fine. But when you are, you know, just, completely retconning the past two months it's ridiculous yeah no no no. i think that's part of the issue but i i do think that they the specific nature of proposal on the show right followed by rusev's engage in real life made this more difficult to just punt that's my gut right that because it's specific that that was the direction they went one week ago. Right. And then within a week, Rusev's actually engaged. I think because of the specific nature of it, it makes it difficult. Because I think if they hadn't done that, they could have maybe left it be for a little while, and ultimately the plan was probably going to be at some... I doubt that Rusev and Lana were never going to be intertwined again, because typically performers that are in long-term relationships with another performer... Somehow end up crossing paths with each other Usually, at some point. Yes. So my gut is that they were never going to completely, you know, separate the two from each other for eternity, and it wouldn't have been the end of the world. I just think it's specific to the they had just done this proposal angle, and it's it's very difficult to sort of walk the line between the two things. That's I just, my gut. I, I I think that you're right that that's kind of what they were thinking. Which leads to why did they do that proposal when they knew that they were engaged? Yeah, correct. Already. I think that makes it and, a bad and, look. And I also think that there is no problem with having a proposal angle when they're engaged. I, I really don't. I think that there are, you know, it's a storyline. There, there you know, I think yeah. there are some human things in play here too, man. I do. I think there's a human thing where dealing with relationships in a workplace is is awkward. It's, oh, I'm sure. Know, I'm, I mean, we've, we've seen we've seen enough. Uh, you know, you go back to the, the you know, Benoit Sullivan situation. Right. Like, guys don't necessarily want their wives to be working with other, you know, with other workers because a lot of times life tends to imitate storylines. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult like, thing. I, like, I understand. It's just... But I also think that there's levels of, there's a human nature to it, which is you're trying to keep them together somewhat so that they can travel together. That, right. That's that's part of the reason why you, you these these guys tend to end up marrying other people in the business. Right. Is we're traveling together all the entire year, so they do little things sometimes to have someone line up with someone so that they can travel together right. and things like that. And I, I do think that there's something that WWE can do where they say, "Look, we had this idea for Rusev and Lana, and it was never really going anywhere. I don't think this is so bad for them." I just it comes off very unique, right? It, it's it's unique, and I just I think it sets a really bad precedent. Yeah, I I think you're probably making a little bit. Too I, much I might out of be, that. and and it, it's something that's kind of boiled, like kind of almost reached a boiling point here for me, where I, I've been kind of raising my eyebrows at a lot of these things where you're bringing reality, yeah, into, into it, and and it's made me raise my eyebrows a little bit here and there, and then this just the way it was handled, I think, was handled so badly that it just kind of reached a boiling point for me, which is why I really don't like it. So, yeah, there's definitely part of that for me, but I, I think that, you know, any, anytime you're reversing course on a story, like, like that, that shouldn't be the way they do it, is where they just say, oh, this is reality and we're going to stop it here. If you're going to do that, 
put a little effort into I, it. I hear what you're saying. Put, I put a little like. Other, well, I thought that that Summer Rae's. I, oh, I liked the promo. promo was, was pretty good. I, I liked, it was pretty good. I liked the promo. It was fine. It's just the concept of it is ridiculous to me. Right. I get where you're coming yeah. from. I just. I, I think the bigger the bigger question is. How do you handle reality? Right. How do you handle the the reality? Because as they as they invite this mainstream media into it, as they invite ESPN, as they invite TMZ, as they invite Rolling Stone and everything else, you know, to delve into the lives of wrestlers. Right. This is going to happen more. Right. And I think the answer to it might be we have to take it on a case by case basis. And it pro- we, that we can't is. treat Lana and Rusev the same way that we would treat, for example. Um, us having a performer that then gets busted for heroin over the weekend. Right. right? Do, like, do you also make him a drug dealer? Right, correct. But there are different things that we have to do with each situation. There are some things we might ignore altogether that, that come up and we just say, eh, eh, it doesn't help us. And I think if the Rusev-Lana thing was in a bigger place on the card, think about if this had been more like what happened with A.J. Lee and Daniel Bryan a few years ago, right. where it was this... That, that was a big deal. A yes. major story on their card. They might have said, nah, we're just going to pretend like it doesn't exist. Right. I think it has more to do with the nature of what you're saying, which is, you know, we think it was going somewhere. Maybe it wasn't really going anywhere. And was way more of, we're just kicking and, this and thing they, down they, the road. Yeah, they were looking for and a they way were to get out of it. And they looking for a reason to get out of it. And they sort of said, this is a good reason for us to get out of this. Let's just go ahead and do it. And we still feel as though perhaps there's somewhere we can go from there. We have summer turn on. Um, uh, if, if, if this turns into Rusev and Lana versus Dolphin Summer, I'm just going to kill myself. Well, I don't think that would be ideal. No, I don't think <laughs> like, that would be good for any party involved. I mean, but again, all of this, it, it's hard to defend any of this because we just hate the entire concept. We, we so hate much. the concept, and I just, again, uh, you know, it comes back to me that I think they handled it really poorly. E- even if they, yeah. it is their way, I think they just handled it poorly. Yeah, they definitely handled it poorly. So that that was the big thing. All so. right. All right. Very good. Let's grab a break here. When we come back in, we'll talk about the uh, actual show for Monday night, the things that occurred on Monday Night Raw. This is Jobbing Out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster. Don't miss Maryland's Day at the Races on Saturday, October 17th at Laurel Park. Come celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Jim McKay Maryland Million Day. A celebration of Maryland's horses and lots of fun for all ages. First race is at 12.15 with 11 exciting races. Great entertainment on the track and a collector's cap, too. Don't miss out on the fun at Laurel Park on Saturday, October 17th. For more information, visit MarylandMillion.com or MarylandRacing.com. Are you a believer in the retriever? The UMBC Sports Marketing Team is proud to support UMBC Athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for Retriever action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC Sports on Instagram at Retriever Believer and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC Athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC Sports Marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a Retriever Believer at the games. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be. When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe 
is where Marilyn gets engaged. Smythe Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, and Annapolis. Stay up to date with the latest Ravens game day info with PressBox's new Project Game Day. Use your phone, tablet, or computer to get a live stream of the latest social media, video links, and pictures keeping you in touch with every aspect of today's game. In front of the TV or on the go, use any smartphone or computer and get into the action now at PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. Pressbox's Project Game Day is presented by Smythe Jewelers and Par Excel. If you're like most folks, you drop by your local Royal Farm store for a fast, fresh, delicious breakfast sandwich on your way to wherever it is you're on your way to. But maybe you're ready for Royal Farm's new Scrapple breakfast sandwiches. For just $2.89, you can get tasty, crispy Scrapple with your choice of cheese and eggs on a biscuit, bagel, bread, or croissant. The new Royal Farm Scrapple Breakfast Sandwiches, just $2.89 at Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. Wrestling fans, it's time for WrestleCrate. WrestleCrate is a pro-wrestling-themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fatheads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month, and every crate contains a T-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those T-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter, at WrestleCrates, and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. All right, back in here on Jobbing Out, segment number two, Glenn Clark and Aaron Oster. Hey, uh, how are things going in the Fantasizer League that you're the Crooked Commissioner of? Now, again, you, you say Crooked Commissioner. So you weird are how after, absentee owner. After I brought it up last week, Aaron was like, oh, God, and it sent out an email. I didn't two say, oh, God, days, a, a pair, a, two days after the players yeah, well, got well, up. Yeah, well, half of the people, the, the alert owners had already oh, known yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, you're, you're like... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you're like a Ravens. See, it's a bubble. You are a Ravens fan, so you you want to say me? you are a Ravens fan, so you cry conspiracy and everything. The ref it's losses, not a conspiracy. ref losses. Whoa, 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 whoa. The, the, the all, NFL has that is not unique to the Ravens in any way. No, now, but but all, but I, I feel I, like Ravens fans more than any. No, they, they keep, don't keep track of what are legitimate losses and what are ref no, it's losses. It's just that a lot of other teams lose a lot, so they can't count all the different ways. Wait, what was it? What, wasn't it a, a Ravens group talked about how they were undefeated for three years because everything it, was a ref it loss? It might have been, but I guarantee you could find a. Group oh, I'm sure you can. But I, I, I noticed. Anyway, it more. Let, yeah. me, let me get to the point of all of this. It's not right? a crooked commission. No, it is. A it crooked is an deal. If half of the league knows about it, then it falls on the other half just that weren't paying attention. No, or half the league is doing it right, and the other half is all crooked. Anyway, <laughs> the point of all of this is... You're that fancy football af- owner who complained no, that after- Kendrick West got picked up because he wasn't because no, 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 you no, weren't no. paying if, attention. Wait a second. If you do it legitimately, I got no beef with it. But you got to do it legitimately it was so legitimate. it's on the up and up. No, it's, it's just... Oh, the players just happen to become available. They and, happen to become available. And, and we're not going to bother saying anything. Nope. We're just going to hope. If you make the Chikandrick West available to everybody. Chikandrick West was available to everybody. What's the, I don't even know the guy's name. Chikandrick West. Chikandrick. Yeah. Chiquita, whatever it is. Chikandrick West. Anyway, the point of all this being. he was Everyone was available to everybody. Right, if you happen to notice him. Right. Yeah. And if you happen to notice Chikandrick West was the no, starter no, no. for the Chiefs. No, 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 no. Every player <laughs> is available at the same time. 
Shikandrick West was available two weeks ago. He was available in your draft. You just didn't draft him. Well, that's because no difference. one knows. I mean, he probably wasn't even uh-huh. on the team. These was guys, actually, that's the question. Was he available? I don't these, know when. No, they were, he when, was. He when was, he, ava- he was 100% available in your draft. Was, was just, he on the rosters? I literally yes, don't know. you just didn't draft him. Okay. That's your problem. Okay. That he became a guy that you wanted to draft later. And that's what we're talking about here. If all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Vaudevillians had not been drafted, they get promoted up to the uh, main roster, then that's your problem for not drafting them when you have the chance. This is not what we're dealing with. It's players that were unavailable that magically showed up. It's, they, they magically it's showed the equivalent up. of they magically showed saying up. when you go to your fantasy football draft, hey, look, guys, we're not going to make Tony Romo available. He's just going to magically become available and one he, day. He and be- when he becomes available, there's not going to be a waiver process. It's just going to be you go grab him. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. It's a, okay. It's crooked. No one would ever play like that. Well, okay. What if I said there's a it's waiver crooked. process and I gave myself first because I had last pick in the draft? Um, you would have had a problem with that, right? I don't know if I would have had a problem with that. I think I you probably would have had a problem with it. I don't know because there would be some, at least something fair about it. Or I would have said the team with the worst record would probably which, which get I, first. I'm actually, I, even in fantasy football, I'm really against that. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, we're not going to But whatever. That. The point of all this is that well, you're uh, John Cena is actually the top scorer these days. He actually passed uh, all three members of the New Day, who are two, three, and four. But you're still in first place. I'm still in first that's, place. That's convenient. Uh, Br- Brian's actually gaining some ground on me because mm, Cena is convenient. going off. And I, who played by all the rules correctly, am sitting in third. So technically, again, that means that I'm the, the, the leader. No, it means you just don't pay attention. No, you're, you're an absentee owner, no, and then you're blaming the league. Gonna have just to like disagree. the Baltimore on. Nope, going to have to disagree. It means but, that technically, um, the, of those the, of us that are playing without cheating. Ra- rounding out the top five this season, I, I believe this is new, is uh, now Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens has oh, scored. scored. High, yeah, and he's, he's on my team. Is he? Well, yeah, that's on, how you're in third. He's, he's on my team. Because you have uh, that. All right, tell everybody about Fantasizer. Uh, Fantasizer is absolutely fantastic, especially as, uh, really, I, I didn't realize exactly how many leagues that they did, how many different shows. Not only do they do stuff like wrestling and sports and reality TV that has, you know, legitimate competition, they do stuff for just dramas. If you're into The Walking Dead, they have a fantasy Walking Dead league. If you have whatever drama it has to be, you know, it happens to be, if there's interest, they will create it. You can create your own scoring. You can go. You can create your own custom league. It's fantastic. It, it really is great. Uh, it makes watching TV more interesting if you have a little bit of, you know, competition involved cool. in it. So, uh, yeah, check out Fantasizer. They have something for everything, and they always keep cycling. I know that this fantasy WWE season, it's ending at Survivor Series. So when the next season starts, you can get right in right away. I don't know exactly when the next season will start, but my guess would be around the new year running until WrestleMania. And uh, we'll have a good time with that. Very good. All right, let's go over everything else that happened from Raw. Don't forget Road Warrior Animal joins us a little bit later on. Um, th- this one was not good. This- I, I, I will say this. Um, as Again, it, it, we're talking it's, – it's so funny. I feel like we say the same thing every week. In a bubble, wasn't a terrible show. You know, there were some good matches really? in there. Yeah, there were some fine matches in I there. Might there have was some to disagree with you. Uh, the wrestling was fine. It just it didn't progress anything, and some of the decisions made when you piece it into the rest were baffling. Why do you have Kane and Seth Rollins face each other 13 days before they're supposed to face at the pay per view? That makes no sense. Even though it obviously was going to be a schmoz ending, it makes no sense to have that match. No one wants to see that match. It, it, again, it, it just it doesn't make sense. It doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't progress any storylines. It's it's meaningless and it hurts the pay per view. Um, there's a couple things that I'm gonna throw in here. All right. Okay. 
I don't think there's anything that stands out from that card where you you care to remember it. You might remember it. No, by it's not accident. memorable. It's, it's not memorable. It's but, just solid. I, I, I thought some matches but were I, solid. When you say solid, eh, you know, fine. That to me isn't the mark of a good show. I don't think you can make. No, say, well, there's some solid wrestling that makes it a good show. No, there is nothing about it. Nothing that come, you come out of it saying, "Well, I'm glad I watched that." I, I honest to well, God, could. the new day, <laughs> the new fine. day, and then that forgetting tag match I enjoyed. It was um, okay. Yeah, the match was okay. Yeah, you yeah. know, I, I enjoyed the back and forth. I enjoyed the match. Uh, you're right. After that, you know, other than my Raw debut and being awesome and everything, do will I really remember about that show, you know, three months from now? Um, I don't know that I'll remember it next week. Uh, the, well, one other thing, and when we'll get to it, the one other character showing some signs of a possible turn, I also, I think was the other real interesting thing when it comes to it. All right, let's 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 just go over everything. It started with the New Day coming out, and, or it started with this thing with uh, Dean Ambrose and Randy Orton, which was, oh, my God, painful. It, 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 it was, I, I don't know how those two guys could do something that bad. And maybe it's because they knew the New Day was coming. And they were just so, biding time and right? waiting for their music to hit. But, but if that's the case, then it just made those guys they don't, look. They don't gel at all. Oh, it was awful. It was, and and this is, this is one of a number of times in the recent past where Dean Ambrose has gotten time to talk on the mic, and he just has looked awkward. But I don't think they've done. I think part and, of and, and, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not completely blaming it on Dean Ambrose. Right. I'm just saying it's worth pointing out that, you know, one of the things that we consistently enjoyed about Dean Ambrose, why we thought he could be the next star, is that when he took the mic, he was captivating. Right. We liked him. And for the past few months, that has not been the case. Uh, that's fair. I, I think that part of the problem is they've not they've gone nowhere. This oh, and I, I, yeah, I'm not saying it all. It's what, it's all what on I him. go back to with why you can't just have these guys face the Wyatts a hundred times and think that it's going to help help something. I think Dean Ambrose has been hurt by what's going on for the last four months because there's nothing to his character. There's there's nothing that's any different today than what existed last fall, and we've already explored all of that. Yep. And in not particularly great ways. Yep. Last fall. So there's – what else are you doing now? The only depth they've added to the character is this buddy cop thing they've had with him and Roman Reigns. That's yep. it. Yep. And so if you're not going to have him interacting with Roman Reigns, how does that help you? No. It and Randy Orton's interested in what – would you that you can complete Roman Reigns' sentences? There's nowhere to go with that. So I think that's a huge problem. New Day comes out and sort of saves the segment. Because I, they're the New Day. I, this I'll say this, though. I love the New Day. I love everything they do. I didn't love this week, the New Day, as much as I loved New Day of two weeks ago. And this it was is, so similar, though. It was similar in the jokes, right? Like there was some. Well, I, I mean, I, I legit like what was all that different? Um, I think that in the the purposeful trying to make them greater heels, you lose some of the that there. It's more but I don't forced. think they did. I don't think they did. At all. I'll go back and watch again to see if I because like, I, I was about I was it. waiting to see if they would you know come out talk about being serious again and you know like they did two weeks ago, um or you know whatever right. Uh, but no, I mean it was pretty much the same jokes. You know the shot at the you know Derrick Rose, the shot at the Chicago crowd. It was pretty much a a. You know, well, the best part of it was definitely them going after Randy Orton. There's yeah. no doubt that was Oh, the my best God. That was phenomenal. And right. Randy Orton couldn't even keep his face straight. Like, that was amazing. No question. That was by far and away the best part of the whole thing. Like, it, it, it seemed pretty much like a, a very standard New Day promo. And, I mean, the only thing that was different about it was that they were able to say, hey, 
we kicked all these guys' asses last week. Right. Now, I, I think that I, I think I'm just apprehensive in general. I, about and I, it. I think that you were almost looking for it and, fi- you know, finding something that, like, you, w- you went in expecting that. Maybe. Maybe that's part of it. I mean, I'm not telling you that it's impossible that's right. the case, but I don't know. For, from, for some reason, it just felt different to me. But that could just be me being silly, yeah. and I'll leave that as a possibility. Yeah. Um, they get a clean win, which I think is great. Yeah. Uh, as I said before a million times, and I know a lot well, of Well, not a clean win, but a, a – Well, yeah, yes. Okay. A, a clean win for that – you know, right. Xavier got, yeah. got involved, and, right. as right. it should be. They got a pin. They got a pin. They got yes. a pin. And I, I go back to this that, – that is a trope that a lot of people on the internet talk about, which is that tag wrestlers should beat two individual wrestlers yep. when they tag together. As they should. They should. Yes. Because they're a tag team. They almost never do, but right. they should. but they should. That's yes. the way it should the be. The tag champion should beat – like, unless you're teaming up literally like Brock Lesnar and Cena, like two of the top, top guys. Well, and there's an argument that Randy and Dean are supposed to be um, among but the two not. top guys. But yes. I mean, I, uh, yeah. We know that. Um no, they they should win, and particularly because, as you mentioned, they're the tag champs, and so I I did like that. But again, I I guess I come out of this sort of not knowing exactly what this means for any of the parties involved, and maybe that's why I it I don't like I like the idea of the new day running roughshod. I, right? I was going to say that that's what I got it, out of it, it is it, that the new a, day are here, and WWE's not taking but, this lightly. But to do what? That's the question. Uh, but 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 I don't think that it's a bad thing that we don't know yet. Okay, maybe you're right. I, I think you know this, we we didn't know for we never knew what the shield was doing. Like let, let's be honest, you know for they they debuted and they were kind of CM Punk's lackeys, right? And uh, there's a oh, there's something to be said for that. There's something to be said. For yeah, that. like I, I don't think it's a bad thing if they don't necessarily have a specific you know focus as long as they just they want to be dominant. I think that's fine. If their thing is we want to prove that we are the best, fine. And we're gonna just destroy everybody in our way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I think it goes back to my lack of trust that. Well, of course. You know, I I worry about it a little bit, and especially because this is still building to another match between them and the Dudley Boys. Where like, I'm not telling you that I want more of them and the Dudley Boys because you know what I wanted. I wanted more of them and primetime and players, primetime players, and, players, and I, it it just fell off. Yep. Um. I I still I I feel like they're. They'll come back by November, and they'll. If this isn't leading to a TLC match between the three teams, and they're insane. Yeah, it makes sense. That, then they're really they're sense. just insane. Um, what else from from Monday that we need to talk uh, the, about? The U.S. Open Challenge. Okay, it was uh, good match. That good, was a good match. Good match, but it was still. Do John Cena? Boy, I, this is. I'll give credit to Brand Stroud for this one. John Cena stopping a match to, to reference the marriage proposal that goes on. It, it reeks of the the million reasons why we don't like John Cena. Yeah, the match. This match is so unimportant to me that I can literally just stop, stop. and yeah. you know, because I'm John Cena, and what I do matters more than anything. I can kick out of all these finishers from Dolph Ziggler, and because I'm John Cena, right. and I'm going to try to make you think that this was a hard match, but the truth is, nothing that I actually did made it seem like this was a difficult Here, match. Right. Here's here's the one defense I will say for Cena doing that, and it's something that I'm, I'm surprised more people haven't really talked about it all when that happened the crowd kind of picked up like they realized what was happening i guess the section that was doing started chanting yes 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 and it kind of spread a little bit so you had the the crowd chanting about something that wasn't going on in the match and was just kind of not paying attention so instead of you know letting that happen and making the the tv audience wonder what the heck is going on here 
why are they doing it? You know, we don't have a situation like Goldberg, uh, Lesnar, where, you know, you had the Macho Man and Hulk Hogan in the crowd right. and all of them chanting about that. You, you kind of did that, you got it out of their system, you, and then they got back to the match here. I, so for that, I'm okay with it. I guess, but then explain to me how it is that John Cena just kicks out of everyone's well, finishing move. Because every everyone time. kicks out of John Cena's well, finishing Not, not this week, not apparently, this week. which is weird. Uh, I, I think the most interesting thing about this, more than Cena, was Ziggler. I think Ziggler raking the eyes, Ziggler. Right, it's a very heel move. I mean, Ziggler wrestled heel. Ziggler completely wrestled heel during the match. He did. Um, he definitely did, and I don't mind the, that. The, the heel pro, you know, he cut a heel pro. I can't. I think it might have been during the pre-show or so, or was it during Raw? I can't remember. It all blends together. He cut almost a heel promo uh, early on. And are they turning Ziggler heel? Uh, okay, and if they are, who's going to complain about it? One, and then two. Um, it, are they turning him heel for the purpose of this John Cena angle that could involve total divas that <laughs> we don't really love? No, that that would be bad. Yeah, that would that, be that's bad. that's the part that concerns us. That's the part that nobody wants. That's the part that we're saying, guys, please, please don't do that. Please yeah. don't do that. Um, so yeah, the, the match itself was fine. I just. I'm still interested in what happens when John Cena goes away for a little while. Who's going to get the belt? Does he lose the belt on Raw? Does he lose the belt? Is he really going away? We, we don't really have any answers it, to it, these. It's, it seems like it's a fact he's going away, and it sounds like he's going away partially to host some reality show. Uh, good. Um, good. Like there, there's going to be some like fitness reality show on Fox, okay. and he's going to be away filming that. That seems to be at least part of the reason. Apparently, there might be more reason. Like he just kind of needs a little bit of break, and he just so happens to be to be doing this reality show as well because it's a good. It doesn't time. seem like much of a break. That's, I need a break, so I'm going to go host a well, reality show instead. You think hosting a reality show really does? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I've never been on a reality yeah, show. That, that's fair, I mean, but I, uh, I couldn't tell you. But apparently that seems to be. So it seems like he is going away. The Kane thing was goofy as all hell. Yeah, I mean, there, and, there was and no not, reason And not for the it. good kind of goofy. No. Not like the fun goofy. Just the goofy, goofy, goofy And, and again, crap. there's no reason for it. It doesn't do anything for you to, A, have Seth Rollins lose again. Ah, why not? And, uh, B, you, like, we, I get it. The Lumberjacks makes it so it's not clean. It's a schmoz finish and everything. I don't want to see the match two weeks before I'm going to see it again. I, like, why am I seeing it? I just saw Kane Tombstone, and like that was the reason I wanted. You know, if that's the reason you wanted to see the match, okay, you just saw it. All these things are factual. <laughs> like, I don't have an answer either, man. I wish I could tell you. I mean, the the only good part of it was seeing New Day destroy all the faces outside. That was, you know, again. That was cool. Yeah, sure, I'll take that. Like, right? like see, seeing the New Day be the leaders of the heels outside and kind of direct traffic. Again, cool, but not good. <laughs> right, right. I look. I this this goes back to the problem with having Kane being in your main event. It goes like it's it's like you're trying to force this stuff to make it work, and it does not work. It does not work. Kane can be fun and goofy, and you can do things with him. But not at the top of your card. You can't. It doesn't. Nobody buys it. Nobody yeah. wants it. Nobody's interested in it. You're not selling me jack right now. Here's the one thing I do kind of wonder, and I don't expect them to be this smart with it. So I'm throwing that out there right now. This is me kind of almost fantasy booking from here. Uh, what if this is to get rid of that match? Like they're not going to have that, or they're going to somehow change the match. But what could they change it to? No, then that's the problem. There's nothing really obvious right now. But clearly, you know, 
He disobeyed the authority, so it's clear there should be some he rim. Didn't. He didn't disobey oh, the authority. Oh, shut up. I don't care. No, I don't care. Corporate Kane was not in that match. Stop it. Demon Kane. Stop it. Right. Stop it. What are you talking it. about, Aaron? There are two different people. Don't you understand? There's corporate Kane. He wears the slacks. That's how you can tell that's, that's corporate right. Kane. And, and, and one then, wears a mask. Yeah, Demon Kane has a mask. He has so a mask. They're clearly, it's clearly different. different. I don't understand why you're struggling with that. It actually doesn't make any sense. It sounds like you probably could have used a refresher on Clearly. I, 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 I need to watch works. one of the million promos packages <laughs> they put together. Um, so, yeah, so that stuff. So, um, the Diva stuff, I, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. Like, it's, it's not just that I don't know what they're doing. It's that I, I, I mentioned earlier that they show this when they included your quote. And they then, show this package about Sasha Banks and Bailey. And they have her on the outside, but and they Sasha make Banks, the match all about her at the same time. And she's not involved. But they, and, but they make the match, you know, they have Bree sit up and start chanting, we want Sasha. Which is well, like it's if supposed this is, to be a head game. Yeah. Well, and and, and and if this is going to be the way to kind of break up Team Bad because Naomi gets jealous of Sasha's, or, and if you're going to turn Sasha face, break them all up, break them all up. Like if, if this is what they're doing, okay, fine, whatever. It was ugly. I also didn't like that Brie hits a missile drop kick and pins Charlotte cleanly. Yeah, it's not great. That that that's not a good look at all. Um, well, but I mean that's the way it works. Once you get a belt, you can't win anything. Yeah, you can't win. Um. Yeah, so the, that's just kind of a mess right there. Uh, the, the one other thing, and, and this was a very small thing, but it kind of uh, got my head going a little bit, was uh, the team of Seamus and Barrett. I like that team. Neither of them are doing much. Right. If we assume that Seamus isn't, yeah, which is a problem. But that's problem. the problem, right? Like, as soon as you say that, I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> Dude, I hear you. No, but... no, no. I mean, if, if we assume that Seamus isn't cashing in until after WrestleMania, I kind of like the idea of putting those two together and letting them kind of go be a tag team together and do whatever. Keep them occupied so it doesn't feel quite so awkward that Sheamus is walking around with a briefcase and not cashing in. It, it, he still has the briefcase, though. Yeah, but it, as long as he's doing something. Like, you know, wrestlers we just kind of assume are, are like dogs. They see something run across their vision and... You know, they, they kind of forget about what they have, and they just focus on the one squirrel that's running by I them. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I get it, but he still has the briefcase. I know, but they did it with know, Edge. Man. I mean, Edge kind of, when he had the briefcase for the first time, he was doing other stuff at the time. It didn't feel overly. Granted, that was 10 years ago at this point, and, you know, it's different now. But I have no problem. If, the, the problem is that you have Seamus, you don't have him cashing in, but you don't have him doing anything else. I just feel like you need to somewhat believe that there is something going on in his head. Like, he, he has something to do. Okay. And, and and with Barrett, I think that's a good pairing, and it would help It would help both of them out, I think. Okay. I mean, I... Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not... I'm, I'm not... I'm not saying it's beautiful. I'm just saying I saw them team together. I was like, okay, that would be fun. Okay. I'm not telling you that it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It... It it's not thrilling. It doesn't do much for me, but that's mostly because Sheamus is involved. And when right. Sheamus is involved in something, it doesn't do anything for me. Right. Uh, last one from Raw. We saw this uh, package that they put together for Brock and Undertaker. Because, <laughs> you know, they're did, not there. we got to do something with them. Did, did, did you like the, uh, the, the pairing up, you know, uh, Cole goes in, and here's a package on this 
13 year rivalry. Right. Chapter one, April and 2014. That's the, that's the like, why bring up that it's 13 years if you're only I mean, first gonna... of all, saying it's a 13 year rivalry is, is, is comical because it only It was, t- it was one match and then they didn't interact at all for 11 and a half Correct. years. Well, they did react. Well, they, at the UFC. The, right. Show the UFC. That's the point. The yeah. point is you have to, you have to touch it. You can't just start it then with WrestleMania because it's not a 13 year rivalry. But you were mentioning your thoughts about so all this is building up to next week. They're also building up the podcast for right. Austin. And I'm wondering so so we all know what happened, and if you don't know, I'll explain it now. When Heyman was on at the Austin podcast, was it over the sum beginning of the summer, something like that? Or yes. Some somewhere around there. Uh where the very end of the show, Heyman went and said so how about it? You and him at, you know, basically said, why don't we see this match? And Austin kind of got, you know, all almost in character and was like, you know, well, I'd kick his ass and stuff like that. Since then, he has gone on to say, no, there's no chance of this happening, you know, blah, 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 blah. And th- those rumors kind of went away. Uh, they now put Lesnar on Austin's podcast, which should be a great podcast. Like, oh, yeah, sure. If, if, you know, they should spend 15 minutes talking about Austin's walkout since that was over a Lesnar match. Right. And, and that should be fascinating. That should be absolutely fantastic. And I have no problem with them putting him on. But the way they're doing it, the timing they're putting it on, where the travel packages for WrestleMania just went on sale and sold out. And uh, our main event, AJ, got one of those travel packages. Oh, did he? he did. He's uh, using that NFL money to good yeah, use. N- nice life. Nice life. Um the individual tickets go on sale at the beginning of November, and we still don't really have a good idea. And usually around the time the tickets go on sale, they like to start at least, maybe it's not directly on screen, but they like leaking out some of these possible matches. You you, you know at least one. I can't remember. I feel like the WrestleMania tickets last year went on sale right around Survivor Series when Sting came and we realized, oh, they're doing Sting Triple H. That does. Uh, well, Sting came at um, Survivor, Survivor Series. Series. I can't remember exactly when it went on. For some reason, I feel like it might have gone sale a little late last year. Okay. And it, I feel like there might have been some sort of correlation. But it, that also, I believe, was around the time when uh, Rock Rusev had their little thing. And we thought, oh, maybe Rock and Rusev will do something at Mania. You know, there was kind of an idea of, you know, a match. They, they almost teased a match. Whether or not it actually happens, they gave someone, okay, this might happen, so here's why you need to buy these tickets. We haven't had that this time around. The fact that it's in Dallas... So the fact that they are going to hype up WrestleMania because it's in Dallas, and it might be the last time they go right. to Dallas before Mania. Uh, the fact that they're together, the fact that, you know, we still haven't figured out why Heyman brought that up in the podcast. Like, Heyman doesn't do things for no reason. I I hear you. I wonder if they're going to do something. I, I, I appreciate you asking. I'm just not buying it. I'm just not buying it. I think it's... I think there's something that's going to be involving Brock Lesnar. I don't think it's going to involve Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I think that it, it's I, – I, I agree with you. It just the more and more it – like the more and more I think about it, the more that – you know, I, I go back. Heyman, he's the master of these sort of things. I understand these what you're saying. Te- I understand what you're saying. I just don't buy it. And I don't have any reason for it. I'm not going to tell you that I – I don't buy it. I don't. I mean, you buy... know that. Uh, let's put it. You know the WWE would love to if Austin wants sure. to. Sure, I'm sure. Like that's be great. that's the match that sells out. Right. Jerry World. Right. But I just don't. I I think part of the reason I'm not buying it is because I don't want it. 
I think there is part of that. Mm-hmm. But I also think that part of the reason I'm not buying it is because it it's too good to be true. Yeah. Like, like you just can't imagine it. Right. Like, there's no way this just all happened to work out for them this way. I don't – I just don't buy that. And, you know, perhaps uh, I will prove to be wrong and you will prove to be right and won't I look like a silly goose at that point. But until I've got something more, I think this is – I think it's just sort of throwing it out there, and yeah, again, you get the opportunity to throw something out there, and then be like, "Hey, look how smart I was." Yep. In the meantime, I'm just gonna say I'm I'm not I'm not buying into it. It'll, it'll be it'll be I, here. I, I like where your head's at. I, I like the idea. I mean, let, let, let's put it this way: even if it doesn't happen, this podcast is gonna be awesome on Monday. Yeah, sure, it should be. It, it, it's gonna it's right. you know the past couple ones I haven't you know been all that interested in seeing the Edge and Christian one was fine, Page one was whatever. Like, this one is like, okay, I have to sit there, I have to, as soon as Raw ends, turn on the network and watch it live, because even if that doesn't happen, it's going to be a great back and forth no, between should be. them. It should be, no doubt about that. All right, let's grab a break. Road Warrior Animal, next. Road Warrior Animal, the Hall of Famer. He's coming to Maryland Championship Wrestling, and we will talk to him next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. This is Jobbing Out. If you're like most folks, you drop by your local Royal Farm store for a fast, fresh, delicious breakfast sandwich on your way to wherever it is you're on your way to. But maybe you're ready for Royal Farm's new Scrapple breakfast sandwiches. For just $2.89, you can get tasty, crispy Scrapple with your choice of cheese and eggs on a biscuit, bagel, bread, or croissant. The new Royal Farms Scrapple Breakfast Sandwiches. Just $2.89 at Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. Are you a believer in the retriever? The UMBC sports marketing team is proud to support UMBC athletics through marketing and promoting the UMBC Division I game day experience with giveaways, in-game entertainment, and much, much more. Tickets for Retriever action starts as low as $2. Follow UMBC Sports on Instagram at Retriever Believer and on Twitter at UMBC Sports Marketing for all your promotional updates of the Retrievers. For a complete schedule of UMBC athletics, visit UMBCRetrievers.com. The UMBC sports marketing staff looks forward to seeing you as a Retriever Believer at the games. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be. When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe is where Marilyn gets engaged. Smythe Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, and Annapolis. Don't miss Maryland's Day at the Races on Saturday, October 17th at Laurel Park. Come celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Jim McKay Maryland Million Day, a celebration of Maryland's horses and lots of fun for all ages. First races at 12:15 with 11 exciting races. Great entertainment on the track and a collector's cap, too. Don't miss out on the fun at Laurel Park on Saturday, October 17th. For more information, visit MarylandMillion.com or MarylandRacing.com. Wrestling fans, it's time for WrestleCrate. 
WrestleCrate is a pro-wrestling-themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fatheads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month, and every crate contains a T-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those T-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter, at WrestleCrates, and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Boxing fans, this is Jake the Snake Smith of Baltimore Boxing. Our next boxing event is going to be Turkey Day Eve. That's November 25th. That's a Wednesday at Michael's 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie, Maryland. We're going to knock the stuffing out of the other opponents that night. Website is BaltimoreBoxing.com. That's BaltimoreBoxing.com. You can get your tickets there or you can call 410-375-9175. Tickets are $25 in advance, 30 at the door, $35 for reserve. Reserve tickets, three hundred and fifty for reserved tables, and five hundred dollars for VIP tables, and fifty dollars for VIP seats. VIP comes with hors d'oeuvres an hour before the event starts. That's from seven to eight. Turkey Day Eve is the biggest night out. What a better way to spend it by watching the stuffings getting knocked out. And ladies and gentlemen, Mike Dietrich was one of my favorite boxers that I had throughout the years who passed away. And every year he used to do a canned food drive. So this is it. This is the Mike Dietrich canned food drive. So please bring a can of food to feed the homeless. Thank you. It is segment number three of Jobbing Out. Joining us now, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, is a legend, a Hall of Famer, an icon, part of one of the greatest tag teams in professional wrestling history, and now he's coming to our area to appear at Maryland Championship Wrestling, and we are really excited to chat with the great road warrior, Animal. Animal, it's Glenn and Aaron. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. Guys, it's glad to be on your show. Happy to get back out on the East Coast to Maryland Championship Wrestling to see all the great fans, man. No doubt about that, man. And we are, you know, it, it, we talk about this area a lot and what it's meant to um, the professional wrestling community. Do you have any Baltimore memories that stick out for you or Maryland memories that stick out? Well, I mean, Baltimore is one of the greatest towns that you could ever go wrestle in. I mean, besides having great wrestling events and head down to Sabatino's, grab a little bit of Italian food. Yeah, everyone talks like about that, Sabatino's. Man. Yeah, they have the best the best salad dressing anywhere in the world. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, you know, it, um, the fans are great. Uh, I got some great memories of that. Or I don't remember, remember the best press contest I had with Warlord and Barbarian. And mm-hmm. I had my face all painted up and then... I wore the hockey mask for a while because I wasn't allowed to wrestle, and then I came down in Maryland one day and attacked Warlord Robert, and I had took the mask off, and I was painted underneath. I threw the mask off on the third balcony, and uh, people went crazy. And <laughs> Baltimore is just freaking energetic and lively, and it's so much fun, you know. That's awesome, man. It's great to hear that. You know, it's funny. We we still see you. You like it's, it's amazing to me. How guys like you, icons, you just don't, you can never just go away. People love you so much. Dude, we saw you recently come out at the uh, the fight in St. Louis, right? Tell me about that. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, during WrestleMania, you know, I do the WrestleCon deal. And, you know, I don't, do, I don't really do anything with WWE. I do the WrestleCon deal, separate event. And then uh, I saw Ken Shamrock there, and I said, hey, man, aren't you fighting in St. Louis? He goes, yeah. I said, Kimbo Slice, right? I said, well, I live in St. Louis, and we got together he said, hey, you mind walking me out? And Kenny's been a friend for a while, so I said, yeah, I'll walk you out, you know. You know, it's, it's just, one, you know, Hawk and I have one of those gimmicks that, um, 
you know, we ever we never overstayed our welcome too long in any one area, and, and uh, I think we are part of that revolutionizing uh, the, the way wrestling is today. And of course, we were hey, we had our time. I think if Hawk and I were wrestling today, we'd still be kicking ass and taking names, you know. And uh, that's just the way our gimmick is. And Hawk was still alive. We we could still wrestle because I keep in shape, and I know Hawk would keep in shape. And, you know, then the tag teams in wrestling today are very it's down, it's way down. You know, so it's a uh, and, you know, with the age of technology and the net and everything else, you can find and you can cool us anywhere now, so that keeps us alive as well, you know. That's cool. That's cool. You talk about the, the tag team wrestling being down right now, and it seems the tag division as a whole, as it comes to wrestling, really goes in cycles. Why do you think we're in a down cycle right now when it comes to tag wrestling? Well, because I think they've, they've dissed it so much, that, and then you, now you try to revive it, and it's hard to revive. You know, you had a chance there, I think, when the Usos were real hot and heavy as your babyface take him, and then all of a sudden you, you cut them off cold turkey, and that seems to be the M.O. for WWE. They get somebody going, rocking and rolling hot, and then they just, there goes a carpet, comes out from underneath them. And when you take that away, see, fans like consistency. And you guys know, being wrestling fans, you like to be consistent. You want to have your champions or your fan favorites be there time after time, and you've got to be consistent. you got to give the people what they want. When you start taking things away from then you start pissing off people. And it's no wonder that the ratings are in the toilet right now, you know? It's a fact. And I, I, think, that, I think that has a lot to do with it. It's a fact. Let me, let me stay on this tag topic, though, because it's interesting to me. It, it always seemed like in our youth, tag wrestling was part of the show. Like, when we were excited to get to the tag division, and it feels like the division maybe is where there's still good wrestlers and they've done tag wrestling, but they've thrown in a bunch of singles guys. Hey, you're going to be a tag team for the night. That it feels like the division has been the hard part, and I, you know, you're a guy that's been around the business. Is it difficult to do good tag, you know, division? I mean, real storylines, multiple teams, more than just the champion and whoever's going after them. Is it tough, or is it more just laziness that's preventing it from happening? I think it's laziness and part of the promotion was keeping it from happening. I think you got great athletes, and tags take consistency. You gotta have guys that stay together for years so they know, like, Hawk and I knew each other. We knew each other's habits, good, bad, and different. I knew where he was supposed to be in the ring, and if something happened or messed up, and if I couldn't continue on, he knew exactly where to go and keep going. I mean, that part is what's missing. You don't have that kind of consistency in tag team wrestling anymore. You know, it goes up and down, and, and you don't have any tag teams that can go to the arena and be the main event and sell off the house like we used to do. And you won't see that again. I don't believe we'll see it again in professional wrestling. You know, it seems like while WWE is certainly ignoring it, in other other organizations uh, out in Japan and Ring of Honor, some other places, really are putting a little bit of focus. Do you think that if that starts doing well, WWE might start paying attention? Well, I think WWE is trying to jump on the bandwagon because they see all these other smaller promotions, you know, starting to pick up and tag team wrestling is, is a mainstay in the business. Um, Japan always has that great tag team. Ring of Honor is phenomenal tag team. There's a new wrestling company getting ready to start off that Shane Douglas is involved in called Revolution. And I know we're going to really concentrate on tag teams. You know, so I mean, um, you know, the, the problem is, guys, when you're coaching tag teams and teaching tag teams, listen, if you're not a football player, you can't coach anybody to be in the Super Bowl in the NFL, right? <laughs> if you've never been a tag team champion, how are you going to teach somebody to be a good tag team? You know, they need to re- they need to revamp. Who's teaching these guys how to be great tag teams, in my opinion? 
It's interesting you bring that up. I, you know, and, and Road Warrior Animals joining us here on Jobbing Out. I, I guess that for, for us, it's maybe looking towards the future, and you bring up what Shane Douglas is doing. I think that's really cool. Um, is there, boy, I'm going to say this the wrong way, is there a long-term future in professional wrestling for tag wrestling, or are we reaching a point in the sport where it, branding is so important to each individual guy where all these guys are coming up saying, I gotta make sure I sell my t-shirts, I gotta make sure I do this, I gotta make sure I do that, that it almost makes it impossible for guys to buy in on the idea of, we want you to be a great tag team, a great tag wrestler. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's, it's, uh, I think tag team has got a place in, in the business, okay? Um, we're all gonna get in a business at all time low. And we had no problem building it up and building our brand. It just takes years to build your brand in a positive way to get the fan base behind you. Um, you, you can't, uh, you're not going to do it in WWE, that's for sure. Cause they're worried about building the WWE marquee and not their, their individual guy. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. You know, they're not building their individual talent. This new company has got a base. They want to brand, build a brand of the individual wrestler, which will enhance and build the brand of the company. You know, and if you do it the proper way, it'll work. Like, for instance, you got Ross or Marshall Von Eric coming up. Are you kidding me? If, if somebody can't teach those two boys, you know, Kevin Von Eric's sons, to be a great tag team together and carry on that Von Eric legacy, then there's a problem. But you had you got to have the right guy to teach them, you know, that knows tag team wrestling. You just can't throw somebody in there and say, hey, I'm a friend of the guy running the show. I'm going to teach you how to be a tag team. Right. You know what I mean? you got to have that experience. And you gotta, the business has got to get away from this guy's my buddy. I'm going to give him a job to this guy's qualified and he's a great coach and teacher. He needs to get in there. And that's what's missing. You know, um, I can't put any plate or that without pointing fingers at anybody. You guys kind of get my feeling on that. Yeah. No, I, I, we can hear that loud and clear, <laughs> man. So, you know, we wanted to talk to you about your son, James, obviously, who, you know, once upon a time we thought might already be putting on his own face paint and making his own entrances, but, geez, he's kicked so much ass in his football career. Um, do you think that it, there is a future for him in professional wrestling, or do you think that by the time he's done playing football, he's going to say, dude, I made enough money, I'm going to sit on a beach? Well, you know, he's already on a second contract, and he got a pretty healthy one in the second one, and, you know, he'll probably get a third. And by then, he'll probably be 33, 34 years old. I don't even know if he's going to even want to, you know, dick around with it, to be quite honest with you. Um, he's a great athlete, and he's a natural at it. He loves the wrestling business, but I think he sees the the crap that I go through sometime with the, the no pension plan and, no, and nothing in the future with guys that are done. I mean, for you, you have a guy like me sitting here, that can't get a coaching job with WWE, that's absolutely ludicrous. Or, you know, or, or, or being involved in the office someday because, I mean, I have, you know, 30 years experience in this business being a top guy, not a job guy, a top guy, a main event guy. You know, so when he sees that and he goes, man, how can they, if they can do that to you, they can do that to anybody. Then say, yeah, that's right. You don't, you don't do any fan fest with WWE. You don't do any appearances for him. I know, right? Then I go try to do one other appearance, and they they try to send some stupid letter. You can't use this picture, which I can't do that because I don't know my name. <laughs> you for real? It, 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 yeah, yeah. It, it's just ridiculous, bro. And they do that to everybody, not just me. And it, you know, and it, things are. I think the the scheme of wrestling is going to change. I think that's one way that this new company is going to go. That Revolution Company, Tojo, Shane Douglas, the guys are going to be salaried employees with full benefits and a profit share. So that will be a new avenue and a new frontier in our wrestling business, which I think is great because that's what the guys need to have. You know, because I'm all about the guys and fairness. 
but I'm also about putting people in the right place at the right time. But as far as James goes, you know, he just broke uh, Merlin Olsen's 35-year-old tackle record that was set by the Los <laughs> Angeles Rams. And so, you know, he's he's already making, doing Hall of Fame stuff right now, you know. So it's kind of kind of crazy. Uh, you, you bring up coaching. Is that something you've approached them and you've said that you've wanted to do or and then they're just basically ignoring you? Yep. But bluntly honest, yep, I approached them. Dusty has approached them on my behalf. I actually did coach two years ago down there in Tampa before they moved to Orlando. Did a great job. Coach Mason Ryan, Coach Big E, a bunch of those guys. Taught them how to be big men and everything else. But uh, for whatever reason, bro, you know, listen, the office has got their favorite guys. I understand that. You know, it's all it's a friend deal. But that was one of the deals I made when I first went to Mystic Man. You know, when I, Hawk and I went there, I said, hey, man, what I'm done, I'd like to coach in the future. But, hey, it's water under the bridge. It ain't going to happen. It's never going to happen. I'm going to be involved with this new company with Shane. We're going to build Re- Revolution. I'll be a coach there, the head coach. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, as you'd imagine, it, it bums us out to hear that. You know what I mean? Like, nobody nobody likes to hear their heroes sort of being left out and, and, and not being welcomed and, I guess it's disappointing because we feel like that there's been, you know, a, a good job done by the people at the top to try to reach out to certain people. It just sort of sucks that it doesn't work out for everybody. And, I, you know, nobody nobody wants it. You know what I mean? Like, I know that you're, you're yeah, trying to be yeah, cool yeah. about it. It just sucks. Well, you know, I'm not the only one, so it's not nothing you're going to cry about. Life goes on. you got to move on. But it's just it's disappointing in a way because i got a lot to give back to this wrestling business, you know. Yeah, I hear that. I, I completely understand it. All right, so uh, you're coming up to uh, MCW. What can people expect when you show up? I mean, do you come up? I'm assuming you come up in full gear, that you're doing the whole thing, yeah, man, right? I, 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 I put on the face paint, and I bring my spike shoulder pads. But the only reason I bring my spike pads, I bring them for the fans to wear. I mean, Hawk and I were so untouchable for years. So I bring my spike shoulder pads, especially in the Maryland Championship area and the state of Maryland and D.C. and stuff in that whole area. And I, I bring them up. The fans can put the spikes on, take a photo. You can buy an 8x10, do whatever you want. It's a cool deal. I mean, every time – I have not had one person yet from a 50-year-old man to a 10-year-old kid that's put those spikes on. I said, wow, this is cool, you know. <laughs> and everybody, tur- everybody turns into a 10-year-old when they put those spikes on, you know. So it's, it's kind of it's a good feeling. and. You know, I have great fans out in that area, so it's good. It's awesome. I can think of something else that perhaps they might say when they put those spikes on. Just there's like one catchphrase that comes to mind. <laughs> yes! Yes! That kicked ass. That was awesome. Hey, uh, last one for you. I know, um, I think a couple of people have asked you about uh, your feelings about the Ascension, the team that. Um, you know, we had a lot of hopes for when they came up from NXT and, and doing a gimmick that, um, you know, looks awfully similar. <laughs> what have you thought yeah. of those guys? You know, unfortunately, they're already dead. Pretty much. I mean, you're right. Yeah. Nothing. And it's, and it's not the guys themselves. Um, here's my thoughts, guys. In wrestling, there are certain things you need to not touch and leave alone. You do not touch a Bruno Tamartino. You do not touch a Hulk Hogan. You shouldn't touch the Rock type gimmick, and you shouldn't touch the Road Warriors. Because those are iconic figures that can never be often imitated, never duplicated, and you shouldn't touch them. And when you do touch them, what it does, it pisses off fans like you guys. It, it pisses off fans. I mean, I've gotten a thousand emails on them. Once you got to go kill those guys there. It's not about me, man. It's a wrestling business and it's entertainment. I get it. And it's not those guys' fault. They're just doing what the office says. But when you say stupid things like the road warriors are on our road, we knock them off. Come on. 
people know that if the road warriors were here together, you'd be picking your teeth out of your poop in the morning. I mean, <laughs> that's just the way we that, that's just the way we were. And you can't out interview us. You can't do anything. You can't even to try to put yourself. And I know to try to put yourself in that league to be the top dog. And that's the way it, I, I get it. I believe me, I get it. But you know, you never. And you shouldn't wear black and red. And you shouldn't paint your face. <laughs> Pretty much. And yeah. it's exactly what people are going to think. You know, like I'm not saying that's never going to happen again in the world of wrestling, because it will. You know, but we were the first, and every time that somebody has done the first, there was the first Bruno, the first Hogan, the first Rock, the first Road Warriors. The first people always remember. It's true. And if you don't measure up and you can't wrestle like they did, you'll get just blasted right away, and that unfortunately is that one the ascension. No doubt, you know, no doubt about it. All right, let's make sure we get all the uh, the details in. For MCW this weekend, Friday night in Felton, Delaware, and then Saturday night in Frederick. You can go to MarylandWrestling.com to get your tickets. Uh, we've gone out to a million MCW events. Animal's been there before. They do a great job, MCW. They put together a top-notch product. Um, I had a buddy text me this week. He's like, dude, I've never gone to one of these things before. I'm like, bro, you... What you'll be amazed by, like, the disappointing part is if you haven't gone to one, they do storylines. Like, they... It, Great it's a real yeah, show. Yeah, Marin Marin Central Wrestling is one of the top uh, indie, indie promos, uh, you know, indie companies in the country. Man, they're really they're excellent. They're professional. Never had an issue. The guys are great. They treat you great, and and they, and they give you a great show. Yeah, on top of it, you know, no so. doubt, no doubt. Animal, what else can we uh, plug for you? Website, uh, Twitter, Facebook, anything? What can we plug for you? You know, I, I got my RW Animal Twitter, and I got my, you know, my Joseph Laurinaitis website, my regular name. You know, I'm on there. If anybody wants to get any bookings in there, they're called clicks. They're filling up all through, you know, January, February right now. But uh, <clears throat> still got a couple of days in December open. Last couple of weeks, you know, in December. But it, other than that, uh, things are going great. You know, it's just. Going to my son's football games and watching history being made and chilling out with the grandkids. I'm a grandfather and you know that kind of stuff. And but you know, I lo- you know I love doing stuff like this though, man. I love at this point in time in my career to be able to give back to the fans. You know, to really be able to talk to fans, shake their hand, and you know, take a picture with them and you know let them feel a little bit of their uh, their childhood dreams. That's too. awesome, man. That's awesome. That's really cool to hear. Hey, man, we really appreciate you doing this. This has been a lot of fun, and look forward to seeing you out there this weekend and uh, uh, continue. Again, we're bummed out to hear about that, but awesome that you're taking the uh, the attitude that you are, which is just like, dude, I'm just going to have fun and enjoy being an animal, man. Hey, bro, coaching and everything. I mean, you know, coaching one thing, hey, who cares, right? I mean, hey, that's what it's all about. And every time I go there, I have thousands of fans want to line up some photos, and that means more to me than anything else. So that, that's what it's all about. That's awesome. Very cool. Thank you, animal. All right, guys, take it easy. Great stuff with Animal. Appreciate him taking the time to do that with us. and um, Get out there and check him out this weekend in uh, Delaware and in Frederick. It should be a fun, fun weekend with Maryland Championship Wrestling. Going to some places that are new for them, yep. trying some different spots out as they try to expand their footprint. And uh, and those are the reasons why people like Animal have so many great things to say about MCW. We appreciate uh, animal taking the time we'll for check, us today. Check out Sabatino's. Apparently, you might see him over yeah, at Sabatino's. Well, I mean, it's kind of a haul from either Delaware or Frederick, so I'm not sure. Well, you never. Hey, there's some Baltimore people who might be I'm going to both shows. I'm not saying maybe between the two, right? Right. You couldn't stop over, right? Like right, it, exactly. It's not exactly. I guess it's. I'm trying to think of how you would travel from Frederick to, to, to from Delaware. It's the other way around. It's so Delaware Friday that, and Frederick. Yes. 
How would you travel that? Well, you would live in Baltimore. You would head over to Delaware for the one you show come home. You wouldn't start in Baltimore, I don't think. I think you would just fly in to... Oh, how he would do it. Right, that's what oh. I'm saying. Uh, no, he'd probably come back to Baltimore after the... They, uh, he'd probably McDevitt's uh, putting him up somewhere in Baltimore or something yeah, like that, maybe. Yeah, probably they avoid Baltimore. <laughs> unless he's doing... Unless he's, like, going on... In studio at 98 Rock or something yeah, like that. Yeah, where he wants to go to Right, he just really wants a bookmaker salad, right? Yeah. Love a book, good bookmaker salad. All right, let's get into uh, this week's three count. This week's three count, or quick count. What are, God, I keep saying three count. It's the quick count. That's never that Who quick. Who hosts this show? I don't know. Not you. I do, because I am yeah, I am yeah, the real the main star, eventer right? now. Jesus. I am the real main eventer. It is the quick count. Three stories we haven't had a chance to talk about that uh, we should. We start by allowing Aaron to go off the reservation. What do you have for us for number one? Uh, we're, we're going to a country we don't go to very often on this show, and we're going uh, south of the border down to Mexico, where something you really... boys like Mexico? Mexico. Uh, something really interesting happened over the weekend, and uh, Mystico. Uh, ah. Miss Disease, yes. uh, the Sin former Cara. Sin Cara. Uh, we've talked about him briefly on the show when we were promoting the AAA, the, the, the Triple Mania event. And he was part of AAA. And uh, all of a sudden, over the weekend, he shows up at a CMLL, which is the other big Mexican promotion. Well, who doesn't know that? Well, I mean, no one who's listening to this show. Obviously. But, uh, and, and shows up and says, hey, I'm here now. Guess what? Well, it took everybody off guard. Uh, I guess his contract was running out, or either that, or he's forcing them to buy him out. One of the two, but he is over at CMLL now. And you know, to to really put this into context, this is like you know, I don't know if I'd go as far as saying it's The Rock jumping, you know, showing up on Nitro, but it's pretty close. Okay, Mystico was a is a huge star in Mexico. He is one of the top. Three star, you know, if you want to put Ray in front of him and maybe Del Rio, I think you could make the case that Del Rio is bigger than, uh, or excuse me, that Mystico is bigger than Del Rio. I, I don't know the exact dynamics, but he's, he's a huge star down there. That's okay. the point. And he just shows up, he's going. Uh, one of the, speaking of Del Rio, one of the reasons supposedly he's leaving is that he was, he got angry at Del Rio's attitude, thought he was poisoning the locker room and just didn't want to deal with him anymore which is really interesting when you also hear stories about Del Rio uh, canceling yeah. a... Uh, yeah, we've heard a lot of stuff, right. You know, he canceled, uh, where is it, Germany, I believe, that he was okay. supposed to make an appearance, and he said, hey, you got to either change this up or, you know, change, change, you know, bump me up to first class on the flight, do a couple other things, or I won't come, and they didn't agree to it, and the two sides have diff- are saying different things. And you also hear that uh, WWE might be interested in Del Rio again. I saw that. I was kind of surprised by that. I'm surprised. Like, I get it in the fact that they're... But but he was never a huge draw. I mean, I uh, In Mexico. A... Okay, fair. Like, like it, it might be a situation where they're, they're running in Mexico, I believe it's this week, and uh. the ticket sales aren't necessarily that good, so they're like, crap, maybe we do need a huge draw. Which is the the answer would then be make Kalisto a big star because Kalisto's great. He is great, and they and you know he didn't mention their match. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, he and uh, Kevin Owens. So you don't that. necessarily need to bring Del Rio. You know, I get it that it would be a fix if that's what they you know they really felt like crap. We don't have the big lucha star, the big Mexican star, to uh to you know really right. market right. And and Del Rio is is unique that he's a Mexican star who doesn't need the mask and who can speak English pretty well. You know, okay. all of that stuff. But, um, you know, it's just an interesting situation to see, you know, that dynamic. So people don't jump unannounced that, you know, 
that often in Mexico. So for this to happen, it's it's a big deal in Mexico that this happened. It also it has ramifications for AAA because his brother also jumped with him, and his brother is part oh, of wow. Lucha Underground, uh, or Mystico's brother. Uh, he's one of the the disciples of death there, so it has some slight ramifications for Lucha Underground as well. And it's it's something interesting to watch, and it's it'll be interesting to see. You know, AAA, I feel like had a not a stranglehold, but pretty much had the number one slot in Mexico. And could this kind of change things up as far as Mexico goes? Okay, all right, very yep. good. Uh, number two, where do you want to go next? Uh, number two, let's let's go with uh, WWE's their big announcement on Tuesday night. Okay, they uh, are going to be doing a partnership mm-hmm. with ESPN. Yep. That will involve Sports Center. Yep. And a weekly WWE segment. Yep. On Sports Center. The Tuesday 9 p.m. Sports Center will have some sort of set, you know, like a not a full recap of Raw, but hey, here are some of the top moment, big moments that happened on Raw. Uh, they'll run down. They might even do like a top five style, like top five moves or whatever. Mm-hmm. And generally, they'll have a wrestler on there, uh, you know, kind of a via satellite thing and doing an interview with. You know, probably Coachman would be the one involved be logical, with this. Yes. Um, you know, the the one thing that's being misreported a little bit on this is that it's going to be on ESPN. If it's the Tuesday at nine Sports Center, then most likely it will almost never be on ESPN proper. It'll be on ESPN News. It'll be maybe ESPN Two if the schedule works out correctly. So that that's one thing that's not quite. But it's you know it's interesting that they got uh, ESPN to agree. Well, to, I, to be on the show. I think the bigger story is for ESPN than it is for WWE because yeah. it's a slam dunk for WWE. Yeah, the WWE is like, just, oh, you, you, if you want to put us on midnight on ESPN, you correct, sure. we'll take it, no doubt. Anything to get a, additional attention our way. Um, the bigger question is whether or not it makes sense for ESPN. And I never had an issue at all um, with the idea of ESPN having guests on or doing stuff that's more pop culture centric. Right. I I didn't see this one this week. So I'd have to see more how they're handling the Raw recap. As long as they're – I don't know how that really helps them yeah. doing a Raw recap. I just don't know what they get out of that. Unless I think that they're going to get some wrestling fans tuning on at a basically dead sport. You know, no one watches Sports Center Tuesday at 9. Right. So if, if they think that for a little bit they can get, you know, some wrestling fans to jump over to tune on, turn on ESPN News – that that's the win right there. I them. guess. Um, and if it's five minutes of their show, that they can carve out for again a pretty much buried show on ESPN News. I you know I, I kind of get it. I'm a little surprised they agreed to right. it. Right. Uh, I I get it though. Again, th- this is not well, like this saying, is not the 11 p.m. sports. I don't think any of this doing. is a big deal. I mean, I just I just don't. I don't think it's a big deal. Um, I think it's I think it's interesting. That they're doing it, I think for the WWE, it's a slam dunk. It's it's obvious why you do it. Um, I think that there are things that ESPN could have done. I don't know how it would have hurt ESPN to say, "Let's create a thirty-minute show every week with the WWE." I, I don't think they want to do it that much. They, I, they, they're fine with five minutes on a. But I, I hear you saying that. But I think what's more beneficial to them doing that for five minutes on SportsCenter. Or creating a place with a WWE, a Saturday morning, something like that, where for 30 minutes there's a show that involves sports and professional wrestling. Making it more of a TV show. Making it more of something that you have I, to I, watch. Having uh, I, athletes. I, I, my, be- my guess is that that option is open, especially, you know, they did the E60 
down. No, I'm, I'm saying it'd be more fun. This is more. Oh, of a, I see. This is not like, like a talky stuff. I'm saying like, talk, right, like have wrestlers talk about some of the bigger things going on in sports. You say send Seth Rollins to uh, Seattle to interview Richard Sherman. Gotcha. Stuff like that. Something that involves a I gotcha. a, a real cross between sports and WWE. So it's not just recapping. Here's what happened on Raw on Monday night. I, well, but I, they're. They're, like they, they, the Seth Rollins thing that they had on Tuesday, they they asked him about the Chase Utley slide. They asked him about you know like some of the big stuff going on in sports. So it's like the WWE guys talking about what's going uh, on in sports. That's, you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, like, I'm good with that. But I, 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 I see where you're go- what you're going with, it, and I think that they got a little bit of that in the sports center. I think this is ESPN dipping the toes in the water right here. Okay, and I, I wouldn't shock if if everything goes well and they do see like hey. The, the sports center starting to spike here a little bit because of these segments. Okay, maybe we'll do a little bit more, but this is them just kind of dipping their toe in the water. Okay. 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 I mean, I, I hear you. I think it'd be, I think it'd be interesting. It's it's all, it'd be interesting. I, I just I liked the Twitter outrage over it. That was funny. All right. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, you that, that, it it, it's great. I loved it. All right. And number three. Number three. Uh, if you don't want to be spoiled for NXT, turn off, you know, skip ahead about three minutes here. Uh, I don't know how you've missed it because it's been Everywhere. yeah the w, well WWE tweeted it out on you know right. tweeted this out, but uh, we have a new person who appeared at the NXT tapings and presumably I believe will, a few weeks will be you know he'll be shown on NXT, and that's uh, the Cowboy James Storm. Yep, that's a big deal. That, yeah, it is. Like I this, agree. this this isn't Joe, which you know Joe was a huge you know Joe was probably number one. But James Storm was always, you know, one of those top TNA guys. He was a guy who people thought could do very well in WWE. He's a great tag wrestler. He's a great singles wrestler. He was, you know, consistently one of the more interesting things about TNA. You know, even when they went over the top with the stuff like the train storyline with Mickey, you know, it was the storyline that was stupid. He was doing a great job at right. it. It was just the fact that it was just completely ridiculous. Um, he's fantastic. You know, they, they tried out his tag partner. Uh, Chris Harris, part you know, part of uh, America's Most Wanted, and that failed miserably as Braden Walker. I'd love him if they called him, uh, you know, something Walker just to. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Apparently, they're calling him James Storm. Comes out and you know he's the cowboy James yeah, Storm. Yeah, but they did that with a couple other guys at first that they ended up changing as well. And they haven't done it with Joe. I was gonna say they haven't put people on TV. And then change names. Well, no, like the first time Hideo Itami came out was Hideo Itami, and then he announced. That well, he but was, but yeah, on the show as, as Kent, I mean, and then yeah, he well, announced that he was. Gonna he be announced it in that first segment. Apparently, he doesn't do that here. Okay, all right. Um, so it's you know it's just another guy that they're bringing into NXT, a guy who they could use him in a number of ways. We don't know if this is going to be a full contract, if this is going to be like what they initially anticipated for Joe, where they were like, okay, you can do that. You can be an XT. You can also go do other stuff. Right. So we don't know exactly what the situation is with him. Um, but he'd be a very interesting guy. I would be excited if they decided to bring him in, whether it's as a single star or as a tag wrestler. Okay. All right. Well, I look, I, I like James Storm. I think it's a great get for them. I think it makes sense with what they're trying to do with NXT. I think it injects, you know, as we keep talking about this notion of, hey, you got to remember, as soon as you bump one of your guys up, you're losing someone else while you're still trying to sell out um, buildings with NXT and do events with NXT. And what, I, what I've said I don't like is the notion of continuing to try to send somebody back down to carry your next NXT card. Well, I think this is a, you go a long way to helping that by oh, yeah. 
bringing guys over like this um, sort of regularly. And at one point, at some point, presumably Joe ends up going main roster only, and when that happens, then James Storm is in a good place to try to help you carry the next few months on NXT. I yep. think that you're envisioning somewhere, you know, when you do something like this, you're envisioning six, eight, ten months, something like that, and then moving them to the main card, um, maybe a year tops. You know, that's that's the concept, and I think this continues to extend your clock when you make this type of move. They and continue to extend that that and, way. And as much as we've seen, you know, these indie guys, these TNA guys, uh, you know, show up on NXT more and more, you know, you gotta think that it's even going to heighten with the, you know, continued the, the extension of the the evolve the WWN relationship right, there. Right. Right. Uh, you know, you can start seeing a lot more of these guys show up more 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 guys that you recognize. Not necessarily not as big name as James Storm, but guys like Johnny Gargano, as Zack Saber, uh, you know, starting to come up who who are known to you know the more hardcore more that the people in Full Sail will know. Dude, I mean, who doesn't know? I mean, seriously. I, I know uh, Johnny Gar- Garbanzo Bean. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> That's my guy, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I I got the T-shirts. I got, yeah, old Johnny Garachi. I mean, I freaking love that, dude. dude. Johnny Spaghetti? Johnny Karate? They got Johnny Karate? You're the worst. You're the absolute worst. You know, I, I just, I, I really, I, I really need you to know that you are the absolute. You no, you are the worst. I'm the main eventer now. Yeah, yeah I'm not a crook at anything. Shut up. Um, no, but there's a lot of good talent there that people know. To, to some degree, that are I think are going to continue to fill. Like WWE.com just today put out an article about some of the, these top indie wrestlers who could show up on NXT. Like that's crazy. To, it, if I had told you six months ago that they'd be writing about you know indie right. wrestlers on right. WWE.com, like that's insane. That, uh, I hear you. I hear you. I think it's cool. I, I do think it's cool. I'm not even a nerd, and I think it's cool. All right. So so you know, there's that. All right, let's take this into our uh, top five for the week. And our top five this week, in honor of a couple of things that we've talked about, you mentioned the Wade Barrett pairing with Sheamus. And we also talked about the uh, Randy Orton's, uh, Dean Ambrose pairing from Monday Night Raw. And because we're just talking about tag teams with Road Warrior Animal, we got to thinking, who, given the group of guys they have right now, who, if paired together, could make an interesting, compelling tag team? So that's the concept for this week's top five. Who are some tag teams based on the talent that's already there? You're not bringing anyone in. You're not bringing anyone back. It's just who's there makes an interesting tag teams. All right? Yep. You want to start with your number five? Yeah, I'll start with my number five. And my number five does involve Sheamus, but it's not with Barrett. As much as I enjoy the idea of that uh, tag team, I thought of a tag team I would enjoy even more just a, as a tag team, not necessarily like I want to see them go this direction because it would probably mean uh, pushing them down the card a little bit. I want to see Sheamus tag with Kevin Owens. I think I'm immediately. You know how you've lost me because it involves Sheamus. Sheamus. Yes, I know. You lost me at Sheamus. I understand that I lost you with Sheamus, but uh, those guys, you know, two brawlers who can move, who have a similar style, who can do. You know, seeing Owens is almost like the smaller guy in that pairing would be really fascinating, and you know, have him be more the athletic guy in the group. I, I think that could be again. As compelling as Sheamus can get. Yeah, which is not very compelling. I understand. But yeah, that. I get where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah, it would be a fun pairing. Okay, my number five is one that would be kind of an odd couple and based out of something they did earlier this year, storyline-wise, that, again, 
there's a selfish reason why I want this to happen, and you'll understand in a second. Wade Barrett and (laughs) R-Truth. I knew you were going with R-Truth as soon as you started the introduction. It gets R-Truth on my television, and there cannot be enough R-Truth on my television. And two, there's something there, right? Like, there's a history already involved, and you combine that with a notion of Wade Barrett kind of sneering at R-Truth the entire time, but reluctantly accepting that the guy is helping him win. We've seen that type of tag team over and over again, and I like that dynamic in a tag team. Mm -hmm. And I think that with those two, it can make it work, and you're not doing anything better with Wade Barrett anyway. So yeah, why not? Wade Barrett and our truth. Yeah, you know, I question how they would, you know, like thinking of them as tag wrestlers, just like how I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you know, when, when I when I made this list, I kind of thought about guys who would kind of gel together and could do like cool double. Teams I and care stuff. about being entertained. I understand Aaron. that. I understand that. I'm just saying. I'm I'm explaining how I made my list. Put our truth clear. on my TV for f's sake. I know you you want our truth to be he in is every segment. Our truth. The the R in wrestling is our truth. Is the end new day? I, I like where your head's at. There we I go. I like where your head's at. There we go. Next, uh, number four. My number four. I, I was kind of thinking, you know, I needed to on my list to wear one of the classic kind of smaller guy, bigger guy pairings because that's the some of the best tag teams have been that sort of pairing. So so I went to NXT and I I got two guys together. I'd love to see together. The big guy, Apollo Cruz, who's a big guy, but he can also do some crazy yeah, stuff yeah, in there. Right. Uh, the smaller guy, who's not tiny. But I want to see Sami Zayn and Apollo Crews okay. team up because right. that would be that. absolutely outstanding in every way. All right. I can dig that. Yeah. Uh, my number four is uh, two athletes. And, again, two guys that I feel as though have been misused for one reason or the other. One criminally underused. The other put way – just pushed way too quickly and faced backlash because of it. Titus O'Neil and Roman Reigns. Okay. I think the two of them work – tremendously together. Titus can talk. Roman cannot. They're both powerhouses. Um, Roman more so than Titus, perhaps. But I think that those two, and again, this is a fictional world where they're not trying to push Roman Reigns to being the biggest star on the face of the planet, which is what they're trying to do. And they're having John Cena sort of hold his hand. We need you to be John Cena while John Cena's gone. So you do the, you do the Cena stuff for a little while. Um, but... I would love that. It's just it's never going to happen. Right. You know, but it doesn't matter. That's not worth talking about. I, I thought about Tyson as well, but honestly, I, I want to see him as a singles guy. Yeah, I, 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 I really want to see him get a legit I, singles push. But again, this is just we, we're, I understand we're accepting that. the premise they have to be in a tag right, team. Right, exactly. Settle down over there. Exactly. Uh, my number three is uh, we talked about Kalisto earlier, and Kalisto's great. I love Kalisto. I like Kalisto in a tag team. I just think he has the wrong partner in Sin Cara because Sin Cara is not good. So I want to put him similar. I'm just going to, to kind of trade out the, the guy, the high flyer, for a better high flyer. I want to see Neville and Kalisto okay. team up. I dig that. That like, would be I, really good. That would be, you know, two guys who are fast but controlled. Like, we've seen some of these pairings of just fast guys, and it's kind of gotten frenzied and out of control, and not a lot of guys could work with them. Both of them are controlled enough that I feel like they could work with any tag team, and it would be phenomenal. I completely agree. It'd be, it would be very good. My number three, two guys that are similar in some ways, um, Vanity being the one that comes to mind. Um, I don't know if we have the same two. Oh. I don't know. I, I will see. Because you've already mentioned one of mine. Mine's uh, Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. I think that these two are, you're thinking, I know exactly who you're thinking of, who's Mr. Vanity. Um, yes. Uh, but 
these are two guys that I think could make a wonderful evil faction um, that because Kevin Owens is sort of the um, the cool heel in many ways, whereas Seth is the weak heel, I think they could lift each other up. Um, I think the two of them could do some good work together. Seth and uh, Kevin Owens are my number three. Okay. Uh, my number two is is the Vanity Tag Team, and it's a tag team that believe has i can't remember if they've partnered together on house shows or not um and that is the miz and tyler breeze right like that that just everything would write itself there you wouldn't have to do anything no, at all with that it would get over it would give tyler breeze something to do god like the, the fact that they can't figure out what to do with tyler breeze is real so infuriating to me and it would give miz something to do more than just talk to the divas on miz tv and them together you know, you could have arguments over who's prettier. You could, right. Like, right. like there, there's so much you could do with those two, and just the charisma would be completely off the charts, and it would be wonderful. All right, I like it. My number two, Dolphin Dean. Um, I think those two have similarities. Um, don't play well with o- with others types of things. I think there could be a, a trust issue between the two of them if you were to make something like this work. And again, you have two guys that we thought were both good on the mic, Eh, you know, Dean's kind of been okay of late. I think you'd get more out of him if you were to partner him with someone like Dolph. Dolph and Dean are my number two. That's not terrible. I, I'm just trying to picture them in the ring together. And I again, yeah, I know yeah. you keep coming back to that, and I'm, that's the least of my concerns. Yeah, and, it's and, more and, the, and that's fair. It's more the, the interaction between the two, two of them, them right. all, like outside the ring. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, this is a purely in-ring uh, combination that I have going for my number one. Uh, two guys who are very, very similar. Uh, similar, not necessarily similar body types, but similar size, similar weight, uh, similar fight styles. That's Daniel Bryan, if oh. he ever comes back. Yeah, right. With Finn Balor. Oh, well, I mean, just great, two, right. two, 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 right. two, guys who literally beat the shit out of you, just kick you until you die, basically, uh, would be immensely entertaining to me. Just as, you know, one guy kicks you in the head, the other guy runs from across the ring and drop kicks you in the stomach, and it, it would be just, oh, I'd be amazing. No I mean, no th- those two guys just beating the crap. I, if you were a tag wrestler, you would hate to face them. Right. Just, it would be so stiff. And my number one is Cesaro and Sandow, which I've said a million times this year, and I have no idea why. Sandow is the greatest tag wrestler in the world at the moment. I mean, he's just phenomenal, and yet for some they're, reason... They're trying to figure out what, because apparently he's showing up at dark matches and stuff. He's Doing what? He's, he's doing the the the... Say the the old he's coming out in the robe again. I like the robe. I'm all for it. But the, uh, as a face, I think like that that's been the funny report. Like he's come out as as the the robe, but been a face, which is a little awkward. But you know what? Because he's Damian Sandow. He's Damian Sandow. And if you don't love Damian Sandow, then you can get the f out. And it makes all the sense in the world with Cesaro that, that you could have a similar drama as you kind of had um, with with he and well, you get more out of it. You get more out of it than you get with anyone. It's an obvious one. Do it for God's sakes. Do it. All right, that's our show. All right. Fun uh, show. Thanks to Road Warrior Animal. We'll get that up. Uh, please, 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 please continue to spread the word about us. Mm-hmm. We're begging you. We need uh, – you say we're begging you. We're not begging, but – Rate us, download us, do tell your thing. friends. Please. Tell your friends to download even if they don't want to listen. Um, you, Aaron Oster, 
Yes. You are on Twitter at VA Oster. And the show is on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. The email for the show is Jobbing Out Show at gmail.com. You have what coming up at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone? Uh, I'm going to take a little bit more of an in depth look into the ESPN thing that's probably going to come out tomorrow sometime. Just kind of break down what's going to be on it, figure out what they can do with it. You know, what we talked about, but a little bit more in depth than what we went into. I'm going to do that for the Baltimore Sun. And, uh, yeah, that's what I, the only guarantee thing I have coming up, of course. Uh, next week I'll have my Raw recap, and I will have the previews for uh, Hell in a Cell, which, and, of course, for next week. Oh, yeah, that's right. The our, uh, main event will the return. The main eventer will be here. AJ so Francis will be back on next week. Keep your eye out for that. To help us preview the, uh, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. GlennClarkRadio.com is the website. Again, thanks to Fantasizer for uh, hosting the Fantasy WWE League. And huge thanks to WrestleCrate for making the show happen for us each and every week. Please, if you're not already using our code, J-O sent me, let them know. And you get 10% off for using it. If you're already a WrestleCrate subscriber and you're not using it, it's just dumb on your part. If you're not subscribing to WrestleCrate, you should because you're going to get a great care package every month with great wrestling goodies at your doorstep. And if you use that code, you get 10% off packages that start at just $15 a month. WrestleCrate.com on Twitter at WrestleCrates. For WrestleCrate, for Aaron Oster, for our silent partner, AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. Signing off, this has been Jobbing Out.